I know this would be more for the main show, um, but did you see all the CW shows have like these teaser posters that they're returning in 2021? Yes, with the Bebo mask. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. I tried to find more news. It was a lean week, Joe. Yeah, well, one last thing popped up like literally as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get that for the real show. This is not the fake show, but this is not the agenda show, I guess. Right. There is a podcast out there that is called the No Agenda Show, but I don't listen to that show, but I know it exists. Well, you know a lot of podcasts, so. I do. That's... I constantly get, I don't want to say chastised, but the podcast listening that I do gets called into question very frequently. By who? The masses? Uh, just people in general, like, um, how do you find time to do this? And I tell them the schedule and everything else like that. And then I had it happen again. This is the second time that has happened where I send out the tweet of the, you know, my podcast day. And one of these days from me listening to all these podcasts, I think we need to do a revisiting of the, uh, whatchamacallit. The pet peeves? Yeah. Okay. Just, uh, you know, just kind of run them through just as a reminder. Let people <laughs> know. Do you still have the list? Come on, look who you're talking to. <laughs> oh, I've been doing lists lately, and I don't like it, Joe. Well, listen, it's the one good thing that I've uh, imparted onto you. Yes, no, it was because I have to, but that's mm-hmm. you got to have a certain something wrong with you to really like lists. Yeah, I need a list to remind me about my lists. Is that the joke? <laughs> yes, that's right. Or is it I need a reminder to remind me about my reminder? That's right. The whole, do you remember the Ernie thing with the strings on his finger from Sesame yes. Street? That's one of my favorite gags. <laughs> like, what's that for string for? Uh, to remind me of strings on his other finger. And he goes through all his fingers and he gets, what's that last one for? To remind me that we're all out of string. Classic <laughs> Jim Henson, man. Oh, and I did pick up uh, Disney Plus so I could watch Muppets Now. Oh, okay. Have you, has there been an episode? Is there an episode? Yep. There's every Friday they're going to do one episode. Um, I don't know how many they're going to do. Like, I don't know um, if they're, if they're, they have six that I know of by looking at Wikipedia and other sites, but I don't know if it's going to, cause it's unscripted. They get guests and they do wacky stuff and they have bits. So I don't know if it's going to go on after that because it's actually kind of weird that they're doing it in they recorded some of this stuff in june so they're doing a lot of stuff actually like it's a gag that they're doing a lot of stuff through zoom meetings or whatever the muppets use i don't know but uh but it's 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 funny i really enjoyed the first episode uh are you used to the voices no um other than uh a lot of the, the voices are the second generation same. I think Gonzo's still the same guy who's been doing it since the beginning. Um, but I'm used to the second generation of voices on some of the characters. But the guy who's doing Kermit, no. I ha- I've seen, I, and I've, I think I tweeted this out, I've, I've seen three Kermit voice changes in my life. Or I've seen three vo- uh, Kermit voices in my life. And that's that's too, too many. So I'm not used to this new guy. And every time Kermit talks, I'm like, ugh. Because I still remember Jim Henson, you know? Right. And there's enough Jim Henson voiced Kermit out there. 
mm-hmm. then you can never fully for you know what I mean um forget it right and I mean the, like he did the Muppet movie and all those Muppet episodes like the the pinnacle and like what's burned into my brain as and Sesame Street what Kermit is so that's what I'll always remember and like I even watched uh uh, one of the episodes, uh, somebody put it on to me, uh, the art collector put it on to me that he's like, that Disney has like this eight episode series so far of prop collectors. And this guy who, you know, uh, he goes around and he, he looks for, for props from different movies. And remarkably on Disney Plus, they're all Disney movies or Disney products that he goes and finds the props. But he went and he found... Uh, like old stuff from the actual original Muppet movie. And like they had the, the Studebaker uh, that, that uh, Fozzie got from his uncle uh, from the moving right along song and everything. He, they have that and it, they went to see that and it's actually in the Studebaker museum. And it's really cool. Cause like they show it with the trunk off and in the trunk, there's like a chair and like the wheel, it was like steered through the back so uh, Frank Oz and uh, Jim Henson could lay on the floor of the car and do Fozzie and Kermit and everything. And then if you look at the the, the centerpiece of the, the, Ed's, uh, the Edsel, the Studebaker, there's a hole where that's where the camera was placed and you could see it like so he could see while he was driving. It was really cool. That is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean, have no Disney Plus. I ain't got no time for that. Uh, I got it. Like I said, I said I would pull the trigger if they ever did a Muppet thing and they have a bunch of like other Muppet stuff on there. They don't have the whole catalog, but I'm willing to, you know, look around. So like they have that ABC show that they did that was like The Office that I really liked and I wish that kept going. Uh, But yeah, were you able to run the scam? Because I know Verizon has a scam with it. uh, No, because I don't have unlimited data on my phone. Okay. But I did do the bundle with Hulu and ESPN Plus. So I got a deal on all of that. And the way I did it was I ended up getting the Hulu with no ads. But I... But it's basically like getting the ESPN Plus free. I don't know. I just like, ah, I'll get it. So now I could watch whatever that Hellstorm TV show that's coming up. And uh, but like I said, I support the Muppets in all their in all their future endeavors. <laughs> were they fired? Were they let go? Were they acquired by like Universal Studios or something? No, they were acquired by uh, I guess by Disney back in the day. So yeah, that was a while ago. It's been like I don't know, like uh, fifteen years plus since Disney acquired them. Yes, and I think they've misused them over the years. I think they should have pushed those to the front. I think they should have stomped down Iron Man and put Kermit out there. Well, I I wouldn't say that they misused them. I think they just didn't use them. And I guess by not using them, they misused them. Like, you have this property, like this worldwide recognizable property. And Mm -hmm. for such a long time while they had it, they just did nothing with it. Right, or if they did with something with it, it flew under the radar. Yeah, I think, and that's like, did you ever see the Muppet movie that they did with the guy from uh, How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, yeah. Like literally, they do the song. Like they said, like when, when did we be like when did nobody care anymore? And I'm like, and that's the thing because I watch. Uh, that prop thing and they showed the guy who made a lot of the stuff and his he had passed away and the son was there and he's like well he's the guy who did the bike from the Muppet movie the first one where Kermit's riding a bike and they're like and we tried it and the bike was remote controlled and it worked um, on its own 
And then when we put the Kermit doll on it, that was top heavy and flopped over. So we did it with, you know, like a rigging and strings from the top and a, and a, and a, ga- a, a gurney and everything. And it was really cool. And they even said like they did the whole movie with only one shot that wasn't, you know, that was, that was uh, touched up where they danced, where Kermit and Fozzie danced. And I think that's the problem is with all the CGI stuff in the later Muppet movies, like where they could show Muppets from head to toe and they could walk and they could like, you could CGI them. I think the magic's gone in that, like you're blown away. Like when you get to the second Muppet movie or the third Muppet movie and they have 50 Muppets riding bikes through a park and you're like, they did all that. Like they actually did all that. That's, that's prop work and stuff like that. I, I don't know. I just think the, like the, the puppetry isn't as cool as just making a CGI gonzo. And I don't think the kids these days appreciate what it is. Darn kids shake my fist at the manuals at cloud. <laughs> well, I think you can get it if you gear your stuff. Um, so, okay. So, uh, and if you're not aware, this is already Longbox Heroes After Dark 299. So the Muppets, as it stands, whether it be today or whether it been 15 years ago or whatever it was, needs to essentially, um, when, it, when it first came out, it was novel. And it just kind of impressed the world, right? right. At its core. Now, the Muppets need to entertain two different masters. And those two masters are kids five and under and people our age who grew up on the Muppets, right? Right. And I don't think that, you know, when you had someone like Jim Henson and you had someone like Frank Oz who were really involved in this, and obviously Jim Henson's been dead for something like, you know, 30 years almost, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But if you look at that stuff before Jim Henson passed away, it was stuff that was more or less timeless. And it was funny to no matter who or what you were as a person, age-wise, nationality-wise, ethnicity-wise, whatever. But once Jim Henson was gone, like, the magic of the Muppets was gone. And, you know, we, we have the joke on these shows is like, when did blank become a business? The Muppets became a business the day Jim Henson died. I would totally agree on that. I know, like you said, it is the joke, but I, it is that way. And even when they did the Muppet office TV show on ABC a few years ago, like people were complaining because, and and with right, I thought it was funny, but rightfully so that they were trying to make the Muppets edgy. And you're like, the Muppets aren't edgy. The Muppets are terrible jokes and puns and, and visual gags and stuff like that. And they were trying to do some stuff that didn't work over the course of a season, like they changed the course. And I was like, okay, I can see your point, but I totally get what you're saying that they like, yes, they have to serve two masters and very, very few things can do that. Like, like put Pixar in fr- in charge of the Muppets. And I know they're not animated, but that's who you want. It, Cause they do like with the Pixar movies, they can definitely, definitely like please everybody with what they do. Right. Pixar has it figured out, but then if you apply the Pixar magic to the the Muppets, does it work? Because the Muppets are such a unique thing that you have to have someone that cares about it as much as Jim Henson did. And I don't think that person exists. Right. I think maybe, like you said, like Frank Oz, maybe, but I think he, he cashed out when he saw what was happening. You know yeah. what I mean? 
all those years ago. And uh, yeah, I, it is. Jim Henson was the was was behind that, and I like his son's involved with it now because he was on that prop thing, and I feel like. He's the guy, like, not blaming him or anything like that, but, like, the family was like, we're going to sell it to Disney. And then the Disney was like, you're the goodwill ambassador. Like, we're going to keep a Henson on so we could say we have the blessing, if that makes any sense. Right. So, but, so it, it's it's difficult. Like, the Muppets will never be what it was pre-1990. Mm-hmm. Just like... You know, there was uh, some discussion the other day, of course, that like the Simpsons aren't the same as it was like it still is. But the, the, the Muppets just need to find their audience. And they really tried with that first Muppet movie that what's his face from How I Met Your Mother was in. Because it had heart. Right. But then I think it kind of got up its own ass a little bit. You know, and it wasn't like this thing that you could show your kids. It was more so for the people that grew up on the Muppets. Okay. I, and and I, like, I like it. You know, I, I think it's a really good movie, but like you can't show that to a kid today and they get the same feeling that a kid would get or we as kid, children got watching uh, the Muppet movie or Muppets Take Manhattan or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Great Muppet caper. I see. I wouldn't know because I don't know how. Like you have a, a a kid, so I don't know if you would have shown it to Asa at a at a certain age. But I think the and the problem that comes into it is especially the same thing that comes in with to the problem with the Simpsons is I'm I was watching the Muppets now and I'm like okay, um, you know they're doing their they're doing their little gags and and Miss Piggy has this fashion show and she's with Uncle Deadly and there's a great joke where she's like she's like just tell me like my like make your flaws work for you Uncle Deadly what's my flaw and he's like I'm not playing this game it's like and that works with with Piggy cuz like you can't say something's bad about her and she's like oh well then all right give me a, like something nice about my top and she he's like the joke was oh what was the joke he goes you're really working that top. And then he goes like dot, dot, dot to death. She's like, what? He's like nothing. And I'm like, this is all great. And then they bring the guest on and the guest is like a sheep who says nothing. And I'm like, that's funny. Uh, Janice from uh, electric mayhem. And then some young woman from like Hollywood or uh, YouTube, or I have no idea who she is. And I'm like, I don't get any of these jokes with her. And then they had a cooking with uh, the Swedish chef. And it was another guest who has a cooking show. And I'm like, I have no idea who this lady is. And then the final segment was Kermit interviews RuPaul. I'm like, all right, you're in my wheelhouse now. I know who RuPaul is. I can understand the jokes. So I think that's a problem of it is that the pop cultureness of it that you need because obviously like you had the Muppet show, like with, with the current uh, actors like Vincent price at the time. And now it's the same way. Like the past doesn't resonate because the current people don't recognize the actors on the old stuff. And the old people like me don't recognize the, uh, the young whippersnappers that are on the Muppets now, just like with the Simpsons, you know, if it's out of your wheelhouse, it's not funny. So, Right, and I think another one, um, another issue with that is, of course, when your people like Vincent Price or, uh, you know, when the cast of Star Wars was on The Muppet Show or Doug Henning or whoever it was, right? Right. Alice Cooper. These were people who were 
worldwide celebrities at the time, mm. ubiquitous, okay? Mm-hmm. Whereas right now, fame and popularity is spread so thin, you know, what's popular to you and to me isn't popular to whomever else, right? Right. Um, that being said, I-, I think there's a way that, like, how, you know, RuPaul comes on, okay, you have that. There are other crossover stars that you can get. Like, I'm sure there is a YouTuber that appeals to more people. I'm sure there's a cooking person. Like, if they had Guy Fieri on, just as an example. Okay, then I him I would have recognized. No, I'm not even saying that woman was a YouTuber. I don't know what she was, to tell you the truth. You know what I mean? In the first episode. Yes. So, just so you understand that. But go ahead. Um, but no, So, that's the only thing, is it just needs to... Um, have that, they, they need to find their, they need to find the right audience to get back into the show. And I think that they're trying, I just don't know, like, I'm not going to get into it. And like, you sit here and like two of the three guests that were on, you had no idea who they were. Right. I, like you're saying, I think they have to cast a wider net with when yeah. they're bringing, bringing people on, you know what I mean? Right. So. But. So enjoy your Disney plus. Hopefully you explore that that um the the prop show sounds cool. What is the name of that prop show? Um, I forget what it actually was. Uh, prop life or something like that. I don't remember one hundred percent, but I remember some of the other shows. Like they had uh, Roger Rabbit was one of them, but Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, I'm trying to remember what some of the other ones were, but it, they all looked like really interesting. The only problem with the prop show was I watched it and I'm a big, I'm a big Muppet, uh, Muppets, uh, fan. So when they were doing the Muppet movie, I'm like, this is really cool. And they hit a lot of the beats. Like when they talked to the son who did, uh, the, the, the car drove the car, the father drove the car and he made some of the props and he kept them. And the son was choking up because the, the father had passed away. Then they went to like a film museum and they had the, like one of the first Kermits with Jim Henson's headband next to it. And that was like interesting, but it was all cake. Do you know what I mean? Like it was Disneyfied. I know that sounds weird, but it was like, they hit all the beats as you're watching it. There was no like kind of surprises. And like throughout the thing, the guy's like, all I want to see is the banjo that Kermit played. And they're like, and right off the rip, the like Jim Henson's son's like the banjo. I don't know if we have that around here, but let me look into that and we'll see if we can get you the banjo. And then like, he'd go to the next thing and he'd be like, blah, blah, blah. He's like, Oh, this is nice. You have the, like, do you have the bus? Like, no, the bus went away and it came back and that was actually cool about the electric mayhem bus was it, it they got rid of it and somebody asked them if they wanted to use it for the next movie they're like hey we're here you're doing another movie we we have the electric mayhem bus and they're like oh okay cool bring it on and then when they took it away something happened and it burned to the ground <laughs> and they're like oh so we have to rebuild it but then they'd go see the next person and he'd be like Oh, that's really cool. But have you seen the banjo? And they're like, no, that's not in our collection. And then at the end, he gets a call from from Jim Henson's kid. And he's like, why don't you come back to my house? I I have something you want to see. And I'm like, I wonder if it could be the banjo. And it turned out that it was, but it was really cool because it was Paul Williams presenting it to him. Little Enos Burdett from the Smokey and the Bandit movies. He wrote all the songs for the the first movie and he, he was doing it. And I was like, that's really cool. But there's just... When you watch it, it's it's very it's very interesting, but the way they do it, there's no 
there's no meat on the bone sometimes. I'm like, oh, I wish it was longer than 22 minutes and and like just it was in depth and everything like that. And it's not. It's really, really quick. So that's my only problem with the prop show. It is, I was going to say, is this you finding out that reality shows are cooked? Yes. This was the moment I found out that reality shows were a business. Right. So, but it will look uh, fun. You know? So it looks like the name of the show is Prop Culture. That's it. Yes. That sound correct? Yes. Yes, it is. Do they have the episodes titles or? Let me see if I can find that. It was. Just, it just took me to the link off of Disney Plus. Let me find the. It says eight episodes. There's Sherry Bobbins, Tron, <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas, A Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Ah. Chronicles of Narnia. That'd be the least interesting one for me. Who Framed Roger Rabbits in the Muppet movie. I never saw the Narnia movie, but uh, I would like to see the Who Framed Roger Rabbit one. That looks interesting. Yeah, the only two that really pop into me are the uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit and the Muppet movie ones. Mm-hmm. I'm a big uh, Pirates. That first Pirates of the Caribbean movie was really good. You know, it's it's good. I enjoy it, but I don't care enough to like say like, oh, I wonder where Jack's hat is today. <laughs> you know, I, I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> right. I'm sure it's full of wine at this point. That's <laughs> right, and it has like sparkly wristbands hid- hidden in it, stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. So, oh, I went to the wrong uh, site for Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm, something like that. <laughs> okay. But. Yeah, so I'm enjoying Disney Plus. I have to look around more. Yeah, I'll have to look around a little bit more myself. Wink, wink. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I got two things. Uh, one I teased there at the beginning is just going over that list again. It's been a long time since I've gone over the list again. Oh, okay. I thought we were doing that another time. I'm sorry. No, but we I can do, do it here. We're okay. good. I could breeze through it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have the last time that we... T- oh, you know what? Um, the last... You're talking to someone who keeps notes on all this shit, you know? Right. The last time that we talked about it was episode 240. Ooh, 60 episodes ago. So it's been over a year. There you go. So it's time to come back around. That's right. That's right. But before I do, I just want to kind of follow up with my uh, story of my COVID test. Oh, okay. I saved it. I didn't talk about it on the uh, wrestling show because this is like where the follow-up would be, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, I was off last week, had the plan Wednesday, was going to go get the test done, had it scheduled for 11, was going to go run to the comic book store, pick up my books, and then go spend the day at my dad's uh, in the pool until my kid wanted to come home, you know? So, I have it all planned out. I like to give myself enough time. Um, I asked my kid. I didn't get. Um, uh, I didn't have a coffee, so I'm like, "Oh, we're gonna stop at Dunkin' Donuts. It's hot outside. I'm gonna get myself an iced coffee. Do you want something? Yeah, I want something. Okay." So we go through the drive-through, and even though the drive-through line was really long, they get you through real quick. It's like they've spent like the last five months figuring this stuff out. You know how to get people through the drive-through at places like this quickly. Well, they don't have. Uh, they don't have like floor stuff anymore, do they? Uh, yeah, they do. Oh, okay. I thought there was nobody inside anymore. 
Uh, I think you're allowed to go in to pick stuff up. I don't think you're allowed to like loiter. You know what? I heard you're allowed to go in and pick stuff up if you use the Duncan app. Okay. I use the Duncan app. Okay. Um, so they, they got real good at that. Hop on the hop on 81. I'm like, all right, buddy, you ready to go? I got my coffee. You got your food. Shit. I forgot our bag went all over his swim clothes. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and he goes, oh, it's fine, dad. It's all right. I go, well, I go, it's fine. I go, if I don't turn around and go get it, we can't go swimming. I go, he goes, oh boy. And my kid is, um, a very big backseat driver. <laughs> you were telling me. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I go, buddy, I'm going to tell you. I go, we're going to have to, might have to drive a little faster than normal to get back to the house, get the swim bag, and get to the CVS in time because I don't want to be late from a test. Uh, suffice to say, I made it without getting caught breaking any laws, let's just say. <laughs> right. Um, we pulled up with two minutes to spare, and... You haven't had to have a test done, correct? No, I have not. Right. And again, I, I'm prefacing this by saying um, I was non-symptomatic. I have not had any of the symptoms. I've not been around anyone that's had it. Uh, but this is a precaution to be part of the real wrestling or the real wrestling event at the Mahoning Drive-In next weekend. Uh, so I'm doing my due diligence as a as a good soldier who follows orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get in the line and I'd pre-registered, right? So you pull up, ask for your date of birth, give my date of birth. She says, Joe, yes. Okay. Um, so like we have this bag, we're going to give you this bag. I'm going to put it through, uh, uh, the, the deposit thing. You're, you're going to take it and you're going to roll your windows up and then I'm going to call you on your phone and I'm going to tell you how to do it. Okay. I thought they did it to you. You have to do it to yourself. Yep. I was not aware of this. So do the thing. You take it out. You take. You, you, I have the bag. She calls me. She goes, okay, inside the brown paper bag, there's three bags. One is the bag that has the deal uh, and a little vial that you put it in when you're done. Another one is a bag, a sterile bag that you put it in once the test is done. And another is a bag that has a rubber glove and a sterile wipe, which we'll get to. So... You take the Q-tip thing out. It's less of a Q-tip and more of like a plastic, like a stick, a plastic stick. Right. So she says, okay, you're going to push it up your nose until I tell you when. Then you're going to give it two twists and hold it there for 15 seconds. Oh. Then do it to the other nostril. Same, same, like big Q-tip? Yes. Okay. I, I, and again, I had no idea how this worked. So I think it was like it. I I was fearing the worst. Like when my wife went, they did it to her. It was really bad. She did not like how it felt. Of course, who does? Um, <laughs> friend of the show, music maven, etc., etc. Uh, old Dewicky David. He had to have it done, and he said it was real bad. Apparently, there's a different test that they give you if you have symptoms and don't have symptoms. I'm not really sure. But I think the fact that it was me doing it and I wasn't being rushed, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was able, I go, so I'm in the drive through <laughs> I'm looking at her as I'm putting it up my nose and I say, you just tell me when to stop, right? <laughs> and at no point did she say faster, slower, anything else like that. I just eased it up, goes up pretty far, and it's just a little uncomfortable because typically 
I don't stick things that far up my nose. Right. 18 crayons. Right. I thought it was 20. No, never mind. I thought, how many were left up there? There was the one when he sneezed. Uh, that looks like all of them. So I do that. I give it the two turns, let it sit for 15 seconds, slowly pull it out. Other nostril. I do the deal. Whatever. And then they have like a drop off box that you have to like put a rubber glove on, which again, my giant meaty paws, they have one <laughs> size for the rubber gloves, baby. Right. So I try to maneuver this thing onto my hand while like not dropping the vial that has the Q-tip in it, right? Mm-hmm. So I barely get this glove on, and she's like, "That's fine." Uh, and then you have to put the you have to like when you put your your completed test in the different sterile bag. She goes, "You have to like crumple it up as small as you can because of how many tests they do. They don't want like." someone to like lift the lid for the box and it's just like they all pop out like a jack in the box right right um so you have to do that roll it up as small as you can push it in the box and then once you close the box it kind of like self-closes sort of thing mm-hmm. and then you have to wipe down the box you have to sterilize the the box yourself right so you know that was how that went so basically it's insert as far as you can then wipe down yeah, yeah. So I'm live on air right now. They said it was supposed to be six to ten days. Mm-hmm. And as we're recording this, it is the sixth day. And I'm going to see right. if my results are here. I hope they are. Live on the air. That's right. And that was the thing because, um, you know, when I went there um, to the website initially to register, um they say that, you know, due to high demand, it's going to take, there's a backlog. It may take six to 10 days for your results to appear. And like, you know, I'm assuming two weeks. So the site is thinking, while well, the site is thinking, let's go over. Um, Before you do, I have one quick question. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. About the test, because I'm genuinely curious. Now, with the big, long Q-tip, with the wooden stick, whatever you want to call it, was there any markings around it, anything like that? You know what I mean? Like, so like you had an idea okay. of how far you were going to go? Yes. Or, okay. So here's the bet. I, I need to do this. I need now. Unfortunately, this is not a video podcast, but it needs to be a video podcast just so I can show Todd this. Okay. Right. You can see me, right? Yes. See the pen. See this pen? Yep. So let's say from here to there. Okay. Okay. Like, you see where that dark part is? Yep. Okay. That was like what would be the q-tip part but it was very thin it was maybe about this thick okay Okay. so the rest is a much thinner plastic tube and then about this far down okay there was like a little rim around it then underneath the rim was a part that like you could hold like there was about this much room for your fingers right and then this part where, like, the pen cap was is, like, a plastic bulb. So you couldn't jam it all the way up and lose it. Right. So with the rim and the plastic bulb, once it was up my nose and everything else, you put this into the vial, and then you break off that part so it all fits. Okay. So technically, I could have stuck this up my nose, broke it off, and had it stuck up my nose. If I so, knew beforehand, I could do that. 
Man, then you could have sued and owned CVS. Right. But so, but, and now just when you said it wasn't that bad, was it, it I obviously it wasn't pleasant, but it, it didn't hurt or anything. I don't know. So, you know, obviously this is the, this is the example I always give. You pick your nose. How far could you get your finger up your nose? You get your finger up your nose as comfortable as it is, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, if you if your finger was thinner, I'm sure you would try to push your finger up your nose a little bit more to get some extra boogers out while you're picking your nose. That is true. So, because you're only used to, you've spent your entire life only being able to stick your finger so far up your nose, once you go past that part and your body knows what that part is, I wouldn't say that there's resistance. It's just a new feeling, a different feeling. Right. So it's just like once you get it into that different feeling part, and then you take your time, you do it at your own leisure. If it was somebody else administering the test, I think it would have been a much more um, unpleasant situation. And at any point, did it make you gag, even though it's not like going in your throat? You know, it's just like the like the idea, if that makes any sense. Nope. Okay. Because just the thought of jamming something up my nose, no matter how slowly or like at my own leisurely pace I do it, like I gag thinking about it. Uh-huh. So like I'm wondering how I would be if I had to do it. So that's why I was curious. And like I said, I think if you're administering the test yourself... You know, right. I think you would be okay, right? Because if you get some, you know, rough and tumble, just going like, "Hey, we're just going," you know, full tilt right up there. You might yeah. be like, "Nah, I don't, I don't think so." Right. So the right, site is, yeah. I so the site is still running slow. So hopefully, me going through the list here real quick. Right. Now, I I think. Um. I've added new stuff to the list, and you'll see as we get there, right? Right. So when the initial list was read of my podcast pet peeves, and if you're listening to this, stop doing this on podcasts, okay? And if you do a podcast, you know, fix yourself in this sort of thing, right? Uh, Number one, still with a bullet, is yeah, no. Mm -hmm. And that's fine for normal, everyday conversation of regular people. But when on a podcast you say, yeah, no, I think it makes you sound stupid. Um, Have I told you, have I told this story before? I probably have. And you probably have told the story before. And you're probably wanting to tell it again because it's an entertaining story. And as long as you don't tell the same story every episode, I think you're okay. Right. Um, To me and me personally... Uh, that might get moved up to number one because that happens all the time when yep, people I... are recounting their feelings on something like at the comic book show we're going to talk about like pulp or whatever it was right suicide right. squad and as we're discussing it at no point am I going to say me personally I liked the issue I'm going to say I liked the issue I, I think the me personally kind of gives it away that it's me the person who's saying it personally me <laughs> like the books Again, I, I don't know. It's 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 an epidemic on podcasts. 
on that one i don't know how much i do that one when we do the podcast but i know and i do think i throw it at the end and there's a reason for it is i'll be like blah 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 it's a suicide squad blah 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 you know dead shot blah 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 and then when i'm done and there's that three seconds of silence or two seconds of silence i'll throw in uh you know what i mean or that's just me you know what i mean like because i always feel like in that that gap that I have to say something, mm-hmm. and I I think, but I'm not 100 sure because I just blurt stuff out that, in my opinion, or that's me personally, is what I say. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, and that's di- that's a little bit different than me personally, right? Me personally is usually said very sing songy in the midst of a review, mm-hmm. not to kind of let your other person know when you're not recording in in person that you're done sort of thing right okay uh personal negativity don't shit on yourself if you tell me you suck and your show sucks i don't want to listen to a show that sucks by someone who sucks i get that one but i i mean if you do it all the time sometimes a good self put down is funny though to yeah, me. yeah. But- um i i allow myself to say this dopey show mm-hmm. or the dopey podcast that I do, but rarely do I say it on the podcast. I'll say it in a tweet or I'll say it in like a private conversation with someone like on my dopey podcast or something. Okay. But uh, now you just mean the product, not so much doing a, like shooting yourself in the, in the foot. Right. Uh, If you're like, Oh, I I stink at this. I'm terrible at podcasting or, Oh, this show sucks. Like that sort of thing. Oh, okay. I say the show sucks. Then I'm not going to listen. But if you continually say you're bad at the thing that you're doing podcasting, then, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to say, like, I'm I'm unlucky in love. I'm like, oh, well, that's someone I can relate to. You know, I want to listen to more of this person. Okay. So I was thinking more self-deprecating, but you're talking about shitting on the actual, like, product that you're doing. Yeah. Okay, I took that wrong. As you know, sometimes I don't hear things right, so. Uh, absolutely. But go ahead. I'm attempting to re-log into the site. Ooh, hang on. <gasps> Did it give you your answer? Did it say duck and cover? <laughs> Uh, to be continued. <laughs> okay. They have COVID, but no co-audio. No, nothing. Nothing? Yeah. Like, like you're not getting through to the website, or it's just not? No, no, it's no. Like, there's no so answer. It's like, yeah, there's just no answer. So, like, I took the test on the 26th, and, or the 29th, rather. And then there's just like a general thing that says like seek immediate emergency attention if you're experiencing any of the you know so ons and so forths. Um, and then it says follow up with your primary care for provider for any new symptoms, but there's no like result of the test in there yet. Right. Yep, and it just says you have no test results to display, so it's not in there yet. Okay. Right. Back to okay. this list on uh, mm-hmm. chewing or mouth noises. Right. A lot of lip smacking goes on on podcasts. Um, and another podcast that I listen to, and, you know, if you listen to this, maybe you know what podcasts, and I always say, uh, you can always ask me, and I'll usually tell you. Uh, but on another podcast, it's like, yeah, I was just eating chips while we're recording here. Because <laughs> potato chips is uh, conducive to great audio. It's like Danny DeVito on that episode of It's Always Sunny, where he's just eating peanuts while they're doing yep. the podcast. Uh, inside jokes or stories or references. And like, that's different than like an inside joke for the show. Like when we say, 
Uh, mm-hmm. When did blank become a business like we did earlier in the podcast? That is a joke of the show. And right. maybe if this is your first episode, you may not get it. I'm talking of like, well, in our group chat, we have this inside joke that I'm making a reference to. Well, I'm not in your group, your group chat. And unless you're inviting me in, I don't care. Right. But uh, I th- I think you're guilty of that one a little bit. Okay. Because I, 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 I don't oh, know. No, no, Just... listen, I'm guilty of a lot of these things. And I'm saying these things because I want to be better and not do them. Okay. Uh, terrible editing specifically for <laughs> your ad reads when you leave the space to put your ads in. <laughs> and then when you come back from the re-edit, your audio is playing over the ad as a new one. Right. That has recently popped up on a way more successful podcast than we could ever hope to be. <laughs> what? Um, We're doing pretty it's good. Like, it's like they, they do their obvious break where they're going to put an ad in. And it's like a, a three Mississippi before the ad starts. And then when the ad like is ending, the actual podcast itself is playing over the end of the ad. Right. It's like you have an exact 30 second cut, but you're missing a beat when the pause starts. So it's continuing in. Yeah, I get what you mean. I use a free program to edit the show called Mixpad. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, a free program that I use. And I could very clearly see and line up to make sure that the spikes in the audio don't cross each other over. Heck, if if I could do it, you could do it. Heck, when I've had to give you bits of podcasts, I uh, using my handy dandy ringtone maker and no joking here, I've given you exactly where you needed to hear it start and where you needed to end. Uh-huh. Like it's like there's no sentence before this and there's no sentence after that and if I can do it, then you should be able to do it, especially if you're telling me that they're a, you know, a very popular podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, audio quality, bad phone connections, bad internet connections. You should not be calling in on your cell phone <laughs> to do a podcast if you can't figure out how to get, like, Skype to work or Zoom to work or Squadcast to work, or any of these things, when you're calling in on your phone, and I could hear you starting your car, and I could hear the door, like, <laughs> thing banging on your car as you're getting in and out, or the buzzing on your line is so loud that I legitimately think that you're shaving during the <laughs> podcast, then you should not be doing a podcast. But can't you call in on your phone using Skype? Uh, yes, you can, but you shouldn't. Ah, okay. Uh, Wikipedia readers, when your podcast is you just read a Wikipedia page and comment on it. Right. Which, as we've discussed, is different than, oh, I just remembered something, blah, blah, blah. Let's go. And, oh, I'm looking at Wikipedia and it says, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's not your show. If you use the internet or Wikipedia as, like, a reference of, like, something you're discussing on the air or something you're unsure of. But it's just like, yep, today we're going to talk about... Uh, the Phillies, the Philadelphia Phillies were originated in so on and so forth. We're like, you just start and you just read from top to bottom the Wikipedia page, right? Right. Where sometimes you'll be like, oh, I think it was in this year, this movie came out. Well, no, Wikipedia said, like, you know, in a few minutes you're talking, you're like, Wikipedia says it came out in 92 and it made this much money. Like, but you're not reading it. You're using it to almost settle bets during the podcast. Yes. Okay. Uh, multiple people on the line. Three is yeah. fine. Once you get into four, 
you're pushing the limits. There was an episode that we did of At Odds where we had four people on the line, and I ended up losing the entire call. And I wasted, like, two hours of those people's lives, and I felt like shit. And I still stand by all those years ago when we were doing, I don't remember if it was this show or the previous iteration, when we did that Supergirl thing. Yeah. And I basically told, like, it's bad when I go, Joe, I'm never doing that again. And because remember it, the week when I'm like, yeah, it's open lines on After Dark. Everyone call in. And they're like, yeah, we're never doing that again. Mm-hmm. I le- you learn from our mistakes. That's right. So you'll learn a lot listening yeah. to the show. Uh, See, distracted by the chat. And listen, a lot of times I'll tool around on Twitter for something just to see if there's a new news item. But if you have like a Discord or like some sort of ongoing chat as you're live streaming your podcast and you completely get distracted by whatever's going on in the chat, like close the chat window. Right. Uh, Stay on schedule. Having a schedule for your podcast is good so people know when it comes out and know when to expect it. If your podcast is just going to come out whenever the hell, it better be really, really good that people will go and seek it out. That's right. It better be the good fellas of podcasts. Uh huh. Uh, animosity with online communities, the comments section, Reddit, Twitter, whatever, where a good portion of your show is you settling the hash of the people who attempt to settle your hash in the comments or on Twitter or whatever. There's a difference between like corrections where like you just completely say something completely out of left field and someone corrects you on that you're like oh thank you very much i was really wrong and like i need to fix that Mm -hmm. but it's just like oh this person was continually hammered on me because they don't think batman's as good as i do so listen here you know jim bob 627 i'm gonna get (laughs) you right um and and this gets an it's listed on here as an honorable mention i don't know um, but like, these are just like quick hits. Um, I'll edit that later. I'll fix it in post. And they never do. And then they never do. Um, you know, and I get like, oh, leave this in. This is good. That's okay. But if you obviously like stumble and stammer and whatever over your words, like we've done that before. Oh, and I'm I, terrible. and I'm like, and I'm like, shit. I, now that's like more work for me, but it's either I leave it in and this podcast sounds like we're idiots or I fix it, and you never know that we're idiots until we tell you that we're idiots in this <laughs> part of the show. Right. Uh, running out of time. There is no running out of time. It's the internet. It, there's an infinity. There's an infinity amount of time. Um, wh- like that's like watching the clock while you're doing this. If you're watching the clock, that means you have better things to do than this podcast, and that means I probably have better things to do than listen to you have better things to do. Ah. See, I thought we were supposed to sweep the quarter hours. Yeah, and that's a joke. You know, we're sweeping the quarter. We're not, but that's the thing. We're running out of time. We could sweep every quarter hour for the next six hours that we do the podcast. Ah, that is true. Uh, asking if I can curse on the show. Uh, hopefully you listen to the show and know whether or not you can curse on the show. Or instead of saying, can I curse on the show? Just start off by saying, fuck shit, piss. And then they, when they tell you you can't curse on the show, then that's their problem. There you go. See, I almost think that's become a running gag with a lot of people because I know that every appearance you made for a while, you were like, can I curse on this show? As a right, joke. and that was because that was the joke. Like, I listened to the show. I know you could... If it was a show that was going on that I knew you could not curse on, I would not ask if you could curse on the show. Right. And if you're not 
what do you want to say if you're if if you're not may, you know you don't listen to every podcast but somebody's like hey come on like this to me i always be like what's your podcast is it like kid friendly or not? like because i don't i don't listen to a lot but i've been on a few other ones so i legitimately ask but i do it maybe not while the mics are hot if you know what i mean right um vocal fry um and that kind of eh, gets a little that just maybe the affectation of your voice but if you're speaking to a uh, if you're speaking to a microphone for a podcast unless you have a very thick french canadian accent um i don't know try to sound like normal and mm-hmm. speak eloquently like i do right or pr- try to speak eloquently like i do yeah uh, working in your politics, unless it's a politics show, and I'm, I know what I'm getting when I tune in for it, when you're mm. constantly working in your politics, um, you're going to eventually either send the people away that don't agree with your politics, which maybe you want, which is fine, uh, but then a lot of times you might be working in your politics so much that you might end up like making people hate the type, like hate the way that you're pushing your politics, I guess. That's right. Uh, the other, uh, the other people that don't uh, who who don't agree with my politics by sneakers too, Joe. And also with that, I've done it a couple of times. I was like, I think we did it on a show not too long ago of the main show. Where I was like, you know what? Swap that out because if we if we go and do that thing that you want to do, I'm going to go full tilt on a political rant. So right. just pull it and make my life easier. And we did. And you know, there have been times recently um, with how hot the political political climate has been over these last five or six months or even the last four years however you want to slice it but you know more importantly over these last four or five months and we've kind of given you the warning ahead of time before we get into it you know we kind of like did our best we didn't make it the entire show um we tried to work it in as ham-fistedly as we can so you weren't surprised by it i guess right yeah um f- the file size and format of your show that um, if you don't know to click the button behind the things on soundcloud to make your wave file that you're uploading not a wave file or a <laughs> flac file or an aac file to make it an mp3 file then don't make me do your goddamn job for you or at least give me a producer credit on your goddamn show I do remember when we started this podcast all the way back and we had Studebaker, not the one Fozzie drove, um, editing the show. And I couldn't figure out how to take the the file out of Audacity and make it a, from a wave to an MP3 to Dropbox it to him. And I remember recording the show and us doing a half hour while you walked me through how to download the things I needed to make that happen. Because I couldn't even Dropbox it. The file was so big. Oh, that was a crazy time. Right. And just like and that, be, wave files are a lesser quality sounding file and a bigger sized file. So don't do that. Right. And if I can, once again, if I can figure it out, then you should be able to. Um, messenger noises. A lot of times you're recording on your computer and maybe you have Facebook open or Twitter open or your phone open. Turn your phone off. Silent your messenger. I know what Facebook Messenger sounds like. So when I hear it constantly going off in the background of your podcast, I know you're not paying attention. 
Right. Um, that's the one thing, like, I always, I always silence my phone. I think like once or twice during the, doing the show I did it. And I don't, I don't do I don't have a lot of people contacting. If I'm going to get anybody, it's going to be a text and not too many people do it. But I do try to, the first thing I do is as soon as I sign into Skype, boom, off goes the sound of the phone. Yep. Um, bad improv, doing bad <laughs> improv on the show when you think you're funny and you know, you make one, like I bring up a story, Todd brings up a story, we have a line or two, we joke all the time and say that our writers did this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then we don't turn that into a 25 minute bit. That's not funny. And that's usually all on you to shut me down from doing that. Right. And that's, and that's why when Todd works in his one bad pun, I know sell it and move on. Whether I think <laughs> it's funny or not, and usually I do think it's funny, but then if I, if I sell it, then we're going to be there forever trying to, like, one-up each other on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you whisper into the mic like you're telling everyone a secret on the show, and I'm guilty of that. I do that sometimes myself. Um, but if I you're do. talking with your regular voice and then you start whispering to make a joke or to make a point or something, and then you go back to your regular voice, you have to keep in mind that many people listen to podcasts with headphones or earbuds or so forth. And if you do that whispering thing for a long time, they're going to turn their volume up. And then when you go back to your regular speaking voice, you're going to blow out their eardrums. The only thing that I do with that that I think of, and, and it doesn't lower my voice, but if I do the Homer Simpson whisper, I think he's talking to you. Like that always find I find funny. But you're doing the same decibel, if that makes yes. any sense. So to me, doing the fake whisper is much better, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. This is one I'm guilty of, and I really try to beat myself this one out of myself, saying at the end of the day. Like as a crutch phrase when I'm wrapping up whatever I'm talking about. Well, what's the difference between using that and me always saying, and I know I do it all the time, um, if you know what I mean? Um, I think I'm harsher on at the end of the day because it's me. Right, because I know, like I talked about like doing that, but that's just me, or if you know what I mean, that when I hear that pause and it's like me maybe going, oh, okay, now I'm done talking kind of a deal. Yeah. Um, does it matter what the phrase is to you then, or does it just that one that triggers you? Um, let's say that one phrase triggers me because it's me, but I think if you have a crutch phrase or crutch word and you use that crutch phrase all the time, um, and, and again, it's different on a podcast and in real life. I will reply tweet to someone or reply direct message to someone with tremendous all the time. Tremendous is very much a crutch word of mine, but I try not to make it a crutch word on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I got no problem with it being a crutch word in my texts, direct messages, messenger, tweets, whatever. But on the podcast, I have a different standard for how I'm supposed to be presenting what I'm attempting to convey. Okay. Does it bother you when I do that, though? No. Okay, I'm just curious, because, you know... When it does, I'll let you know. All right, now that I've told you, it's going to bother you. <laughs> I'll be hyper-focused on it, yes. Yep. Uh, yawners, when you're yawning into the microphone, yes, it's a long day, yes, it's a long <laughs> night. Many people record their podcasts at the end of the day, and it might be sleepy time. Most microphones have a yawn, a, a mute button, or edit that shit out of your show. Right. I, that's one thing I do between yawns and sneezes and burps and hiccups. I try to hit that mute button. Mm-hmm. And these last couple, I know it's been, um, I said it was episode 240, 241, because I know 240 was when we did it. 241 was when I revisited it. But since then, we've added a couple new ones. Uh, the anchor 
FM platform in general. Uh, it is the lazy, easiest way to put your podcast up. And if you put your podcast only on Anchor FM, you are guaranteeing that I won't listen to it. And you're cutting your audience off because their interface is so bad. And they're another one where it's a bad audio file. You have to download the app to get it. Um, who's the one that Joe Rogan's going to? You're asking me? Okay. <laughs> He's just signed a deal with Spotify, maybe. Okay, Spotify might be the one that, because I've seen podcasts that I was actually interested in. Like, there was a White Stripes podcast that I yeah. wanted to get, and they were like, go to Spotify and get it. I was like, all right, I'll just download it and put it on my phone. And they are like, and when I clicked on it to download, it's like, download Spotify to get this. I'm like, nope, I'm out. Yep. I, I use Anchor FM because Anchor FM is like the easiest, laziest one. They they hype this whole thing of like, oh, we're going to pay you per download. You know, even like, and I think it's maybe a hundredth of a, a hundredth of a cent every download is what you get. Okay. So you're getting literally no money uh, for doing the podcast with them. And then these last two, of course, um, you know, we did turn one and a few of these into a bit. Um, these were added to the, the podcast in recent months. The new normal and in these trying times. Which I think you added because I said they bothered me. Yes. Because I, well, you don't see as many commercials as I do because you have the you fast forward through them. Mm -hmm. um, where I was watching it and literally in the beginning of all this, I, I said every commercial had it. It was like... Weight Watchers in these trying times, Weight Watchers wants to look out, for, you know, wants you to look out for yourself. And they do the whole bit about trying times and then sell me their Weight Watchers plan. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Like, I know what's out there right now. So just stop it. And it wasn't so much the, in these trying times or these troubling times, which, you know, that's what it became for us. It was it was that. But then shilling is what really bothered me. You know what I mean? Like, if you cared, like, if you said it to me, like, Todd, in these troubling times, are you okay? I'd be like, okay, Joe can't. Like, I know Joe a long time. He cares about me. But, like, when Mercedes says it, it's fuck you, Mercedes. You just want my money. I get it. So, like, mm -hmm. let's cut out the middleman and just give me the goddamn commercial. Yeah, but, I mean, but those were very early in this. And, yes, there are still... Um, podcasts that still are saying in all seriousness, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the new normal, these trying times, and we did make troubling times, comma, Todd, your gimmick. So right. that's acceptable. Right. That's a gag from the show for the show. Mm -hmm. So do you have new ones? Nope. That's it. Those were the okay. two newest ones. Okay. Oof. I was watching the clock, Joe, and that's a long podcast. Yes, it is. <laughs> it went a lot longer, but I wanted to make sure that we got I, I teased it at the beginning of the show, so I wanted to make sure that we got it in, you know? Right, and then I did the thing that I do so well, so. Yes. A little bit of derailing. All right, so uh, maybe you're listening to this early uh, in the correct listening order, which is the preferred way uh, to listen to this. That's because you're a $5 and up Patreon um that's what one of the perks of being at that higher end level you also get our two bonus shows uh previewing the past where we look at 30 years ago's this month's previews and the films of mel brooks in the show babbling brooks two weeks before everyone else 
no matter how much you pledge from a dollar up to four dollars and 99 cents you still get those two bonus shows you just get them a little bit later than everyone else um we have been seeing a slow but steady uptick in uh patrons and we do thank you very much for that if you're a dollar person of course you know think about going up to five bucks why not and if you're a five dollar person you know how cool would it be to have raven <laughs> aka sad scotty flamingo or the rob uh, you know, say whatever you want them to say as an intro for this show or Longbox Heroes itself. You're listening yes, to the sir. soon to be yeah, named so close network, it out. the Lamborghini <laughs> of Podcast Network.